Welcome to Following the Way and our special Advent series, a daily meditation on Scripture to stir longing and expectation in us for the coming of Jesus. Today marks the fourth and final Sunday of Advent this year. These final days being a focus on love or adoration for what God has done for us in the coming of Jesus as our Savior, the one to make us whole. And today's reading is from Luke 1, verses 46 to 55. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. These are the verses that have come to be known as the Magnificat, Latin for magnifies, or as we read today, glorifies. Mary's posture of humble adoration towards the Lord in response to the revelation that she would carry the Messiah. Mary speaks of her humble estate. She was poor, lowly, and overlooked. Throughout scripture, we see that God loves to use the weak, despised, poor, and overlooked to accomplish his magnificent purposes. Moses, Gideon, Ruth, David, Jeremiah, just to scratch the surface. And Mary. And yet Mary's praise for the Lord is striking because her response could have been very different when you consider her situation. She was engaged to Joseph, had her whole life in front of her, and now she was facing the scorn of being pregnant outside of marriage, potentially divorced and publicly humiliated while being forced to be a single parent in a culture where this would have sentenced her to all manner of rejection. I'll admit that there are parts of Mary's response that I don't understand. This marks a significant shift for her life and much of it will require sacrifice. And as I contemplate this, I begin to realize that the difference for Mary was her view of God. Mary had a big view of her big God. Mary was not focused on herself. She was focused on the plans and purposes of God. We have such a difficult time not simply relating to Mary, but understanding the very essence of her worldview. How could she possibly rejoice and glorify God for the way that he was turning her life upside down, making it a mess? What about her plans? What about the life she had worked hard to create? How dare someone step in and take that away from her? Who does God think he is? Is my life about me? Or is it about something else? Or someone else? Is it about the fulfillment of my plans and desires? Or is it about surrender to the purposes of God? We live in the midst of a time of history where celebrity culture in entertainment, politics, social media is so bizarre. We exalt individuals to an extent that it is 
beyond reason because we were made to worship. And Mary is worshiping as well, but her worship is fixed on the Lord, and as a result, her life is surrendered. There is so much of this response that provokes me to examine my heart. How does this call me to worship and surrender? God's mercy extends to those who worship him from generation to generation, it says, to us. And so may we respond with unhindered adoration for our God. Amen.